Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by James Douse. Hiya. And Josh Brown. Hello. That was a very happy hire. Yeah. James Douse, are you having a nice time? Yeah, I'm having a great time. He's having a lovely time. Josh Brown, what sort of time are you having? I'm having a great time. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 call me Robert Parson because I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I can't think of a single follow-up to that because it's too hot in England and I'm sweaty. <laughs> the thing that you need to know is that the PlayStation Plus premium service has been detailed even more than we thought, including the first round of um, games that are going to be on the service. This thing is their backwards compatible style legacy tribute thing that we're going to be paying a whole bunch of money for every month. And Sony, you might say, have dropped the ball. But before I say that, no, I did say this is a World Culture Gaming podcast, didn't I? That's the first time yeah, I said you did. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, Sony stuff. I want to go, I want to know what you guys think, your immediate reactions to this list of games, because I was a bit flat on it. Yeah, it's a bit dire, a bit isn't it? Uh, bit. But, that's no, 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 no. Hold your horse there, Joshua. Lads. It's dire, but I know that it will get good one day. Okay. Like Danny Dyer Danny himself. Danny Dyer. Yes. <laughs> yes, there you are. I think Miss, that's true. There you are. <laughs> Too hot in this room. Josh Brown, carry on. <laughs> Listen, you think it's dropped the ball. You I do. think it's dire, but has potential to yeah. grow. Yep. I think they've hit like a one-pointer. I think they've got like, they've, they've thrown they did the, get ball the ball in. into the hoop and right. they've scored one point. They haven't scored three points. You know, no. They've just done right. quite well. For me, it is what it needs to be right now. I think if you're getting it for new games, it's mm-hmm. good. If you're wanting a backwards compatibility machine, it's bad. Well, that's kind of where I came down on it because I did like a, a little jokey tweet saying, you know, like going into it that everything was all on the table. The idea that it could be this incredible service that's everything from Soul Reaver to Bishy Bashy Special to Resident Evil 2 and all the Metal Gear Solids. Just, it's a PlayStation legacy monthly thing. You have one of the greatest back catalogs in gaming history. Why are you not taking full advantage of that? And so when they came out and said, well, we've got Hot Shots Golf, we've got Mr. Driller, <laughs> and we've got like Tekken 2, then I was just like, well, this is really, really weak. However, I don't, I'm not necessarily against the whole thing or am I that negative on it? I think it's interesting the way that they've split the difference between the way that Xbox 
Xbox does their Game Pass stuff, and the way that um, Nintendo do their Switch Online stuff, which is to say that on the Xbox side, you've got this big sort of menagerie of games every month, like six to eight different games, maybe ten games or whatever it is, all of premium quality, all like nigh on worth playing. They're very, very much curated. However, one of the downsides of Game Pass, I feel, is the completion rates suffer. I don't feel like people actually finish most of the games they play on Game Pass, which is something that I feel Nintendo tried to address by going, here's two games or three games or four games that you'll get through because we're giving you a bunch of time in between the um, when the, the you know, service gets updated. But they are old, ancient games from 30, 40 years old that no one's ever going to want to play anyway, unless it's something like Banjo-Kazooie or Majora's Mask or something. But most of the games that are added to Nintendo Switch Online are for the NES or for the SNES, and no one's bothered. So Sony have kind of gone, well... We'll give you a handful every now and then, lol. But for the most part, it'll be games that, you know, you're actually going to want to play. And it's not going to be as many as Game Pass, nor is it going to be as threadbare as the Switch. I would agree that I think they did are... Did I just s- talk for 20 whole minutes? You did, but it was I great. It was all good analysis, man. Thank like, you. You blew my head off. <laughs> you it. massaged my mind. Nice. sweating. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, well done. I, I, I agree. Like, they've sort of split the difference, haven't they? You know, like you said, you know, they've gone in between kind of both approaches and they're trying to worm their way into the space. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair... To, be, to fair. be fair, Josh Brown, Worms and Worms Armageddon is on here. It certainly go. is. This and then there is therein lies the rub. Therein yes. lies my issue. This would have been a home run for me mm. had those older PlayStation titles been, say, Tekken 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yes. Say, Siphon Filter 1, 2, 3, and 4. If they had, like, a bunch of old franchises, you know, almost in totality on mm. there, I'd have been like, that's awesome. It's just the things that they have picked in regards to those older games. You know, I'm a fan of Tekken 2, but it's it's no Tekken 3. Well, the thing it? is... I'm a fan of Siphon Filter 1. It's no Siphon Filter... What's the one you like? Like Scott. Oh man, like, give Logan's, me Logan Shadow. That's the one. Give me yes. Dark Mirror. <laughs> give me, give me all the follow-up ones. May I ask a question? You may. The PlayStation Classic con- uh, console. Can you yes, remember that? A little diddy one. What happened to all of the games that they got for that? Well, that um, was the thing. So yeah. with the initial, the PlayStation Mini Classic thing, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, they um, apparently trialed a whole bunch of games like Soul Reaver, like Metal Gear Solid. Well, Metal Gear made it onto there, but the wider stuff. Um, and then apparently they trialed them all first, all emulated them or whatever, and then they went to the various companies and said, "We've made sure this can work. Can we actually do the license?" deal and they all went hell no we're not doing any of that we'll keep crash for ourselves thanks very much we've got all a right. remaster coming and so um none of those things actually came to fruition but yeah pc right. people um who dove into the, the files or whatever realized that, that that game list is like what a playstation classic should be and i would argue that's what this should be and in theory i guess they'll build to it um but to run down the games that are listed as their classic uh, playstation games it's ape escape hot shots golf iq intelligent cube jumping flash siphon filter superstardust portable and then from third parties mr driller tekken 2 Worms World Party and Worms Armageddon. Now, very, very quickly, right? Because the thing that irks me with this, before I pass this back over, because I'm talking a lot again, is that they've classed the PS2 games as the games that they've already remastered and re-released on PlayStation 4 slash 5. It's backwards compatible on PS5. These are just... The PS2 games that like yeah. you re-released that I guess the frame rate's a bit higher and some of them are like touched up a little bit, but you're not widening it to a ton of PS2 games. These are the games you can go buy right now. Yeah. In fact, they say that if you already own them, um, you can yeah. just download them separately. You don't have to get them as part of the new service. So I'm just kind of like, bleh. Like, what did you what did you really do? Like, all the yeah. PS1 games are, this, are the same ports again. Like, other than you can rewind them. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> I know what you mean. That, I mean, that is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. That is kind what, of cool. What, what are you going to rewind? Siphon filter? I like, will do nothing that. Nothing here is remotely hard. Siphon filter is not hard. Siphon filter 1 is kind of tricky, man. That's a bit tricky. I went back to that on the PlayStation Classic. Thanks you. Thank you for reminding me, reminding me about that. Jim. One of the worst ways you could play any game on Earth. Losing my yeah. mind. It certainly is. Horrible. But what irks me on a personal level 
about this list. And to be fair, I, like I said, to reiterate, I do think it's quite good. Mm. They've managed to choose the classic games that I already own. Like, I own <laughs> five PlayStation 1 games, and two of them are siphon-filled at one in Tekken 2. And I'm like, how did you know that I own <laughs> yeah. those games? I already can play those. Give me something else that I can't play. I do like that you can go on the store and download separate, uh, like, executables of these. So you could just get a tile on your homepage on the dashboard for Tekken 2. That's kind of cool. So when you rewind and stuff, is that in a, like, on Nintendo, I've got the yep. Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. That's its own app. Do you open that app to get into the games? Or is they it say all the games. So I think they're all um, separate games, but then right. they also have a. They said something about a different um, over, overlay or something okay. that uh, you're going to use to access PS1 games and PSP games. Um, this also drills home, Mister Driller, the fact that they're not doing PS Vita games, um, which was yes. one of the up in the air things for little old me. Because when they said, "Oh, we're going to do PlayStation and PlayStation Portable Systems games," that could have meant all the PS Go stuff and all the PS Vita stuff, all the good stuff. No. Here's the thing, PSP. Why I think this is a good list, you know, in its totality, not just looking at the classic games, is that I was going through it yesterday, and I was saying, I can't wait to play that. I'm so pleased that's on there. There were at least five games that I genuinely will download day one. Ark the Lad. And we'll get through them. Ark the Lad, tragically, not one of them. (laughs) It's on there. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, though, I will definitely download. You Uh, know, the infamous games, I will definitely play. Resistance, I want to go back and replay. And I know some of those games are already on PlayStation now in its current form, Mm -hmm. but... I, for me, all this list had to do was get, like, you know when um, you have E3 or any kind of conference, yes. and the goal is to have three games in that showcase for any one person to get excited right. about. For me, the same kind of uh, criteria applies to this. If someone comes away from this thinking, there are three games on there that I can't wait to play, <laughs> for me, it's done its job. So I pass this over to you boys. Were there three games on there that you can't wait to play? This service has done the best thing for Eternal. It's Nobody's going to buy that game, <laughs> and now they can. Nor should they. No, hey. uh, no. <laughs> they now have no excuse not to play that game, and that's they all do because it's terrible. Just hey. don't, oh, don't touch it. No. Leave it alone. Scar. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Um, but I get. I'm looking at this list. Yes, I can finally play Bud, Blood, 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 Bloodborne. Yes, and the other one, which was Demon Souls. Bloodborne in 30 FPS because they're still not going to do anything. Oh, yeah. it. it still owns though, guys. Yeah, I, I know, played it recently. If Arkham Origins can run frames. in higher frames, frames, why can't Bloodborne? Listen, I ask you. The frames would make it better, but the fact of the matter is that it's, I guess I guess that's another thing that we can pivot into. Mm. Thank you for bringing that up, James Dow. Sure, always a pleasure. Uh, the fact that obviously a big part of games pa- Game Pass's appeal mm. is that you're playing the best versions of those titles. We don't know how these games are necessarily going to run. Like no. you said, they've kind of got around that in the short term because they're using the um, PlayStation 4 versions of the PlayStation 2 games, so you know that yeah. they're going to mostly work quite fine. But yeah, I want to know whether anything has kind of changed with these titles. Will I we doubt get stuff it. like trophy support or anything? Who well, knows? so if you play, um, that's the kind of the weird thing. If you play um, the, the PS2 games that are classed on here as PS4 games, because they're the PS2 games that were re-released on PS4, um, i.e. the ones on here like Ape Escape 2, Dark Cloud, Hot Shots Tennis, The Jack Games, um, Rogue Galaxy, Siren, Wild Arms 3, um, they do have trophy support or they do have um, better loading times and stuff. So like they've kind of done the work already. However, some of them run like absolute ass. Like Ape Escape 2 runs like hell. So they'll have to go back to that and, and hopefully tweak it or something, um, which I hope that they do because, I don't know, there's an approach to this that's really weird and I wish I could remember the source, but there was something from about a month and a bit ago where it was some dev saying that Sony had been asking them what sort of titles they were going to put 
put on the service. And it just gave this general feel of Sony just having a whip round, just sort of running around <laughs> studios with a little can, just going, just shaking it and going, is there anything you can throw in? Because well, Microsoft own all those properties. Well, that's now. another thing, is that like <laughs> right, they're going to yeah. go up against all those licensing conversations and everything. But for me, the question you said about, are there three games on here that made you go, oh my God, I can't wait to play that? No, because everything's already been released and the, the PlayStation selection is terrible. Like, I love Apex Games, one of my favorite games. Siphon Filler was on the PlayStation Classic. And then what, Tekken 2? Like, it's a great game, but it's on Tekken 3. Like, what it's are we not What three. are we doing, what lads? What three games would you like on there? Soul, Soul Reaver, Resident Evil 2, and Bishy Bashy Special. Resident Evil 2, Metal Gear Solid 1, and Metal Gear Solid 1, PsyOps, The yeah. Mind Conspiracy. The Mind Gate Conspiracy, oh, thank damn. you. Yes, yeah. it's our second sight, mate. Oh, See, God. <laughs> personally, I'd go Midtown Madness. Can you remember that? Oh, God. Don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that even on PlayStation? Was it not? Oh, I think that was an Xbox game, James does. No, I don't think it was. And then there was, was another it? game where, what's that one where you're on the your little cars and you're going on the. Um, on the tabletops and stuff. Oh, that's the one that Micro Machines. Machines. That one. Yes. Midtown yeah. Madness is listed as a Xbox published game, so uh, I hate to break it. Remove what I said. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, Micro and then Machines. Two of us that I now can't think of. Wrath <laughs> <laughs> of Cortex. Just yeah. Wrath yeah. of Cortex owns. <laughs> it's not, does it not own at all? It's not even a thing. <laughs> it sells. It doesn't own. Right, I think. Heck. I had a question for you yes. guys. It's completely gone now. Uh, we'll need to think <laughs> of it again. Um, but no, the thing is, like, overall, they needed to have a, a slew of games that is better than the PlayStation Classic because that thing went down horribly, sold terribly. Um, though I'm sure there was something about they had to pulp a whole bunch of remaining units and various stores were sending them back to Sony because they couldn't shift them. And so they had to do something that was just screaming, you know, PlayStation originals. And I assume that when you fire these up from whatever service it has, it'll play the original Sony music and everything. You'll get yeah. the golden logo, the old Sony logo. I hope that thing's in there, because they've come a long way as Sony, the company. Um, and that stuff will feel really good. And I get that they're going to add to this every sort of month or so. But this, for me, is an incredibly weak, like, open reason, like, to, to subscribe. Like, if you're a Game Pass person, this isn't going to sway Ooh. you away, I don't think. Weaker than the Nintendo online service. <laughs> no, I think it's about the same. Okay. But I think... Um, but the amount yeah. of complaints that's got, the Nintendo one, will the Sony one get the same amount of complaints? Well, I mean, the thing is, like, this, if you actually, like, run... Because the thing is, it's weird. The amount of, like titles that they've got in here from the PlayStation 4 generation, like you said, goes to Sushima as a reason to invest. For me, I guess I just kind of go, well, it's a director's cut, it's DLC, it's already out. Like, I'm not... This is like, I think of monthly services as like addendums to like main games and DLC. So it's like, I know they're giving you a bundle deal, which is what Nintendo have started doing. Like, here's the DLC for Mario Kart or um, Splatoon or something. But yeah, it's a better deal in that regard, like way better than anything Nintendo's a, doing. I have a fragmented double question here. Mm. The first is, um, I, if I'm looking at this as someone who plays games as a job, who is like fortunate enough to mm. be in a position where I can more or less buy the games that I want to play, you know, and I've kept up with a lot of games over the past few years mm. because of that, uh, if I was going back to, say, a few years ago when I wasn't in that financial position and I only played a couple of games a year, would I look at this and see the likes of Returnal, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, all of that Pat stuff. upon remastered. Pat upon remastered. Tekken 2 and think, this is a great deal. I'm going to be able to jump into a world of games that was previously locked off to me. And I think that is true. I think that is. is still good value. It's not a Game Pass, and mm. it's not going to 
like get people to cancel like Game Pass mm. service and jump ship. But for people who only own Sony consoles, I just I do think it's a good value proposition in that regard. It's a hell of a value proposition for the new stuff. Like when you said, does it compare to Switch Online? I was thinking of how do they approach the classic stuff. That's why I said they were quite similar because I think when you look at the, what they're throwing in here from PS One, and there's only one PSP game, um, I think that's really dire compared to what they could have done. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's on the on the level of how Nintendo barely addresses their past stuff as well. They've got like we've got what two additional N64 games since the Switch Online stuff started. <laughs> um, but like uh, Josh said, as a value uh, proposition in terms of access to like PS4 games and PS5 games, it is insane. But I just wonder what they think internally, considering that it is Jim Ryan at the helm, considering his approach to backwards compatible or older games, whether he's just going, this is how we just remind you of how awesome the new stuff is and just barely address the old stuff. Whereas like that's an open goal. Just do your old stuff. It's a legacy thing. Do both. I mean, 100%. Uh, not to jump in on you there, James Dow. Sorry. I was just going to say like, uh, like with, with people like Jim Ryan who are currently in charge of something, like these are the people who are like, why would you even want to play the old Gran Turismo when you can play the new one? You know, there's a mentality mm. of that in this company, absolutely, that I do think needs to be um, transformed because yes. there's so much value in old games. Yeah, they might not sell or they might not like, you know, drive the bulk of your profits or whatever. Mm. But like we talk about on this podcast all the time and like, you know, we've mentioned in this podcast, that's mm. a legacy that's worth keeping and it's going to satisfy diehard nerds like us <laughs> who would jump into a subscription like this for that old material. Now, the thing is, because they are adding, they've committed to adding games like every sort of month or so and they've said that they've only shown off, I think it was like 100 classic games so far of 700 or 800 in total. So there's a, go- there's a good ways to go. Um, it's one of those things where are you going to be hanging on the hook going like, is this month when we get Soul Reaver? Is this when this this can comes back? Or are the monthly editions going to be almost more third-party stuff, newer stuff, more like Game Pass? Um, I wonder. I wonder how much they think of it as a legacy service because this is, as an opening salvo, this is more a recent like bargain bin, sorry, bargain deal thing to do. Like, you know, here's a bunch of games that you might have missed all in one bundle, and that's great. It doesn't feel like a legacy service. Do you know when, like, a new game comes out, let's say Wolverine, uh, mm. that's probably not going to be on this service when that They've comes said out. nothing that's new will be added, okay, yeah. right. So I, is that like a smack in the face to someone like Returnal being like, oh, well, our game's not the best of the best. It's now on this service. I... Mm. I would say the difference is, you know, because you've got Spider-Man Miles Morales in here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that kind of indicates that while these titles might not be there at launch, give it, you know, a year, maybe a little bit longer, it will eventually trickle down. Mm-hmm. I you think it'll I mean? fluctuate per game. If yeah. something tanks, like if it was Destruction All-Stars or Concrete Genie or the, the, yeah. the exclusives that have absolutely tanked, they'll go on the service maybe the next well, month. That's just Sony admitting what's their bad games and their good games. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, they're dancing around the fact that the £70 price point thing was never going to sustain. Yeah. Like, they announced that and then Xbox undercut them massively with Game Pass and said all of our stuff's coming to Game Pass day one and they just can't walk that back. So they've yeah. tried to split the difference, but like, no one's, like, you know, the premium £70 price point has very rarely been justified, I find. And they keep saying, you know, that they're out there in interviews. I'm talking about them like there's some kind of like faceless, scare, evil dead-esque. They're more faceless these monster. days than they've ever been. <laughs> but no, you know, people from Sony executives, Jim Ryan, yeah. etc., have been doing interviews saying, you know, continuing to push the line that if they put their, you know, first-party titles on a service like Game Pass, it'll dilute the quality, <laughs> you know, we won't be able to pump as much money into it. And that might be true, but it's kind of like, to me, it sounds like the $70 line of, mm. well, they're, they're just so good, 
you will yeah. get another job. To it's pay. just like, yeah, yeah. this feels like, like I said, there was that whole thing about, it feels like it's been thrown together last minute. There's more of an emphasis on newer titles and Sony first party stuff. Obviously, that's because Sony's first party stuff came into its own across the PS4 and the PS5, so they can lock all those things down. In terms of doing the wider deals with um, third parties or in terms of diving into emulation, like there's a whole thing about the um, the backwards compatibility team that Xbox has, how they go out and talk to the devs and actually like literally research how do we get something from the original Xbox working better than ever, all the way HDR frame rate upgrades, whatever it is. I don't think Sony are putting that time in. I just don't see it. Like, when you look at their old stuff, it's just a smattering of random stuff. Like, like I said, Mr. Driller or Loco Roco or whatever. Like, it's very forward thinking, which is fine. But, like, for me, they're not doing the old stuff justice. Have they not just made up a team for the PS3 emulation? I'm fairly certain they've just created a small team. The, yeah, that, but again, that. it's so responsive. Sorry, it's so reactive to, to what we said. Yeah, 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 and it's just like to literally me and you like, yeah. when we did the Nintendo podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were like, yeah. get this right. But um, <laughs> overall, like, yeah, they, they've just start, set that up now. Mm. That should have been set up years ago yeah. before you got to this point, so that we're not relying on streaming for the PS3. Yeah, again. when Xbox announced that they were doing it. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, we need to do this. But Sony always do that. They always wait and they go, okay, what's the competition doing? That's why I think this feels like a hybrid of Nintendo Switch Online and Game Pass because they're just like, okay, we can split it down the middle like certain premium titles that have that have um, reputations but not too many of them at once so that you actually play them every couple of weeks i don't want to be like being over here in the corner just trying to cut them excuses or anything but <laughs> when i look at you know what xbox did with game pass like mm. that's the anomaly right you know they were talked about how when they first introduced backwards compatibility hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. To the Xbox One, just how much work that was to go into the machine, to go into these games and retrofit it and just make it work. And we're comparing this, and I honestly mean this in the nicest way possible. (laughs) We're comparing that in the resources and the power that went into that to a company who took like 10 years to figure out how to let people change their names online. You know what I mean? And still now, if you do it, it'll break a game, yeah. 100%, and there's still games that will will break, you know? 
I, I look at this service and I think it is good. And I just wonder whether I expected too much expecting a Microsoft style thing where mm. Microsoft has proven themselves to be an anomaly in this space. You know, Nintendo is not interested in doing the Microsoft thing. Mm. Sony clearly isn't interested in fully going in the way Microsoft have. And is that just because Microsoft, you know, have found their niche, they found the thing that works for them and thus are committed to dedicating their endless resources <laughs> to um, investing in it. You know, the reality of this whole industry is that the Xbox division of Microsoft isn't kind of put under as much pressure as the PlayStation division is to perform for their parent company. No, that's true. Because, you know, Xbox is kind of like this weird anomaly that even if it fails, you know, Microsoft's got all of this other stuff bringing uh -huh. in billions of dollars, mm -hmm. whereas the PlayStation service is instrumental to Sony's success. And I know they yep. got, like, other things, but for the longest time, PlayStation was the thing that was saving that company, mm -hmm. you know? So maybe they just don't have that kind of bandwidth to be able to go, right, we're going to put so many bodies on backwards compatibility and make this a proper thing. They're going to go, let's take the PlayStation 2 games on PS4. Let's take Tekken 2. Yeah. And it just, just try feels to like the bare minimum, though. Like if, they're, right. if, if they're flying the flag for Sony and Sony PlayStation, there's, there are lifetime memories associated with that. Like I'm not like, I saw some people on Twitter being like, oh, you got carried away with your expectations. I, I only am ever going to react to what's in front of me. I think, just think it's it's lame. Like it's a boring first effort. Like, you know, Do there's you so much more they could have done. Do you think, though, that the compatibility that Xbox did was because they were like theoretically losing the last generation yes. so they needed to be like oh we need a new idea Game Pass come along so they put everybody on it PlayStation are winning regardless and mm. Nintendo are winning regardless. So it was oh, Xbox who had to do it. Yeah, well, that's right the thing. There, like, yeah. the whole, the, their whole approach to this is incredibly reactive to Game yeah. Pass. Like, you can just feel it. Like you said, the PS3 um, emulation team being put together so last minute. And um, the fact that they announced all of it on a blog post, like, it's yeah. it's barely had any real marketing to it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just like a Jim Ryan being like, oh, is that what you guys want? Oh, right, okay, <laughs> sure, fine. Oh, that's what you do. And we'll find it out. We'll see what it does. And we'll maybe do something else later if it takes off. But it doesn't. it didn't have the confidence behind it that Game Pass did. Um, but there's a potential for it. The, the massive upside to this, which is a huge positive that I keep hinting at, is that if they add something worthwhile every uh, month or two months, because like, at one point it's listed on the um, the list of third parties uh, titles that are coming to the service. It just says Resident Evil. It doesn't say one, two, three, four, whatever. Um, and I wonder, that could be a misprint, but I wonder if that is just Capcom saying will eventually do all yeah. of them, like, over time. And so the massive positive to me is that, like, let's say, you know, you get around, because we get Game Pass announcements every month and you come through on the app and everything. Um, this could be a way to actually shine a light on something like a PsyOps, like a Soul Reaver, like a Blood Omen or whatever, because that month you actually get the marketing push of this month on PlayStation Premium, we're returning to Resident Evil 2 or whatever it is, and you get it, it gets its day in the sun again. It gets the social media stuff. I wonder if third parties have a massive deal with Microsoft, though, where it can only mm. be on Microsoft's service. Mm -hmm. So all of these games, like, I'm fairly certain Resident Evil has maybe just come off Games Pass. I'm not sure. Oh, God, RE7. Yeah, time. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 was on Game Pass for a little bit. It's very short. Well, that's but just that, been taken off. Yes, because it is on premium. Yeah. But those those deals, those licensing deals, that's gonna. this is going to change everything. Yeah. Because now when someone like Xbox or Sony gets in touch with the third party, they're going up against the direct competition. Like, yeah. well, we'll take it for this month or we'll take it for a week or whatever. Yeah, who do they, who do they give it to? Mm. Who pays more? A fascinating thing that you mentioned there, James Dallas. It's completely changed <laughs> kind of part of what I think about this because if you compare it to movie streaming services, you know, mm. there are so many that have launched in America that still aren't here. You know, you've got Paramount Plus. You had Disney. I want to watch the Halo show. <laughs> you too. I, watch it, I don't know if you do, but I've heard bad things about that. I don't know. Um, you, you, even Disney Plus, <laughs> it took like months to uh -huh. come over here yeah. compared to uh, America. And that was partly because there were so many licensing agreements with the likes of Sky, you know, in mm. the U. UK mm -hmm. that had a lot of the content wrapped up. Mm -hmm. in a, 
now you've mentioned that, I'm like, that could absolutely be a reason why they can't get some of these franchises because Microsoft might have got there first or Nintendo might have got there first mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. in kind of being like, look, we want to tie you down to our platform for X amount of months. And then Sony's gone in and been like, right, who's available? Who can <laughs> yeah, we yeah. swear to our, uh -huh. you know, our service? And mm -hmm. then will Microsoft lend uh, Sony Crash like they did with Banjo? That's well, that's when question. it'll get really tight yeah, because that's when it's just like you can have this for a bit. Yeah, well, that's like if you're Phil Spencer or your Xbox and you're already thinking ten steps ahead, then he's already thought of all this stuff in regards to this is the way that content planning and uh, and monthly services are going to go, which is why they're doing so much aggressive takeover stuff mm -hmm. because they want to lock down those IP. So Fallout, Doom, like Elder Scrolls, whatever it is, they can all just go. No, you want them? You come to Game Pass. Yeah. Like they're playing nice now. That's obviously that conversation that was doing the rounds when the acquisition happened. Um, was whether they would let whether they would make the next X Xbox exclusive. They clearly will be. Or they used I used the phrase, which I think will become an actual phrase, Game Pass exclusive. And we talked about that yeah. before doing some news ones. I think that'll become a thing where um it just you think of Game Pass as the platform, even though it's on TVs or whatever, the, the whole idea of it being the Xbox app and everything. But yeah, I absolutely think we are in for a future of IPs that just bounce between different monthly services. Um, Nintendo's just the one that won't care because they're, they're just not going to compete in this space. Um, they're happy for you to get excited about Final Fantasy VI coming to the Switch, which I would, to be fair. I'll take that over whatever else is on the cards. On the <laughs> I don't mind. It's so funny because, you know, at, at this moment, we have Game Pass, but like I said, that's kind of an anomaly. So all I have to compare it to is the way, mm. like, the uh, the movie studios, you know, deal with this stuff. And if you look at, like, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, whatever, mm. like, Netflix obviously pushes for its own content, which in this analogy will be, like, the PlayStation exclusives. You know, mm. that's what drives subscribers in their eyes. But mm. there's still so much value in, say, having the exclusive rights to friends yeah. On, yeah. on that platform, uh -huh. which in this case might be like all of the Resident Evil games or something. Yeah. So it's kind of like this weird balancing act. And I think Sony can survive at least initially on the merit of their first party content, exclusive content, but they do need to have like a friends there. But that's, they that's the thing. They need to have something yeah, yeah. else eventually. They, like that idea is so fascinating. Cause like, like I'm saying that they can do, you know, this month is Resident Evil month and the entire back catalog of Resident Evil is locked down. Sony's paid the money for the next two months and it's all Resident Evil. It's all on PlayStation Buy a month of uh, PlayStation premium, PlayStation plus premium and go in indulge in those games and then not on Game Pass for those months. Like, are those the kind of deals that get done? Because there are entire back catalogs available. Like, Xbox and Game Pass have bought, um, I don't know if it's a time-limited thing, but all the Yakuza games. Um, and at yeah. one point, they announced that all the Final Fantasy games were coming, and it was a bulk thing. Um, and so there's those things where you're buying entire back catalogs. And, like, whether that works for a mainstream audience, like, is someone going to sit and play all those games in a row? Like, maybe, I know you will, but maybe. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. It's like, does that then get advertised as in the future? Is that the is that the clash, like you know, you wait for your favorite IP, then all the Metal Gear Solids. You'll see which thing. developer likes which person. Yeah. Like you'll see which Sega sticks to Microsoft, yes, Enix to. Uh so I was going to say, we know that Capcom and Square yeah. Enix absolutely love Sony, yeah. so yeah. they'll go that way. And I think that's the only, the only way to trade subscribers and to steal subscribers, because mm. at this moment in time, at least right now, knowing what we know, what is on the horizon, like games and projects-wise, mm -hmm. like people know if they like Sony games or if they prefer Microsoft games. Like People know if they like Horizon over Gears and whatever. They're already with those services. Mm. What might make them interested in the other um, competition right now is security 
during those deals, like you said, you know, having Xbox have all of Resident Evil and suddenly Resident Evil fans who are on Sony's platform think, damn, like I wanted to give that yeah. a try. Maybe I'll uh, have to switch for that. I do think they're valuable in that way, exactly like you said, you know. Do you think it's weird though that like you mentioned like people know what a PlayStation game is now? Almost to a false. Like it's a homogenous over shoulder, you know, crafting components, mild open world elements, etc. And because the service is so heavily weighted towards newer titles, or let's say sort of 2013 onwards, that that is almost selling themselves short because like I mean obviously the PlayStation embraced their exclusives PS4 onwards, but all the PlayStation stuff was way more varied, whether it was like from Killzone to Crash Bandicoot to Jack and Daxter um to Mag. Or Knack or whatever. <laughs> like they were trying a lot more stuff. Like yeah. if you're gonna say this is a PlayStation monthly service, to me you need way more representation of a diversity of genres. Like for the longest time we've said they need a first person shooter. Um, you know, they need a new first person shooter that isn't Killzone. Destiny. yeah technically you can lock down destiny um but yeah i'm I'm curious how those things shake out because on the xbox side and douse you've said loads that the xbox first party stuff is just barely held together um halo infinite is barely holding together um but at the same time xbox almost stands for a greater genre diversity or mechanical diversity in their games um sea of thieves versus sunset overdrive or something and in the modern day whereas like I think those are that's a whole other conversation is like what are you investing in on a monthly basis or do you just go between the two I think you make like a really good point there you know to me when it comes to those Sony first parties it's almost like again I'm making a lot of movie references in this podcast I don't know why movies got the jump on the monthly service thing totally but uh, like their first parties reminds me of like the MCU you know Mm. it's like I can look at the MCU movies and I like most of them and I can say, you know, oh, this needs to be more inventive. You need to take a risk with this. But then a movie comes out and it makes a billion dollars and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I think that way with some of the first party Sony stuff where I'm like, yeah, it's becoming homogenized and yeah, you know, we can talk on podcasts and be like, they need to change things and they need to be fresh and that might be true. Mm. But at the same time, if you're selling a service, those games are selling better than anything did on the PlayStation 3. You know, like Horizon is absolutely up there. You know, Ghost of Tsushima did way better than anyone expected even something like days gone is like selling really well you know where he is saying like yeah is that reflective but at the same time it's like sony knows those are selling sony Mm. knows uh, like the mass audience want them maybe that's just all they want to lock down maybe they're not really interested in diversifying in that way because Mm. they know the audience already is there no it's true i just i just i i see on the horizon the stagnation of that formula like i kind of felt it in uncharted lost legacy or i started to feel it in ghost of sushima or whatever it is and i think that's something that they need to address eventually one thing i want to throw in is that we mentioned the idea of like different companies siding with each side whether it's sony or uh, microsoft um ubisoft plus is coming to this playstation service which is kind of funny because ea play is part of game pass and you're not just investing in the first party you're getting a catalog of third-party stuff too. So you've got, you know, this breakdown of the way that they're splitting the Ubisoft Plus service, where they're doing Ubisoft Plus Classics as part of the PlayStation Plus um, collection in itself, as well, and then I guess the wider Ubisoft Plus stuff. But even then, we already have taking sides starting to happen, which is an interesting precedent um, going forward. I I'm not gonna, I know I don't know about you guys, but the <laughs> Ubisoft Plus Classics thing just does nothing for me. That's Would you like, like twenty no. of the same game? I was about to say it's like adding one game. Yeah. It's like why would I want to play the same game over and over again? You know, Xbox has you know the EA thing, uh-huh. but at least like that brings a lot of different types of games to Game Pass. Yeah, like Sports and Titanfall, how classic. Like, just limiting to... Well, so that's the thing. So the list of Ubisoft Plus classics that are going to be part of the service are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, For Honor, The Crew 2, Child of Light, Eagle Flight, 3 Far Cries, Far Cry 3, Far Cry 3 Remastered, and Far Cry 4, Legendary Fishing, Risk, Urban Assault, both South Park games, Space Junkie, Star Trek Bridge Crew, 
Um, uh, quite a few more. Starling, Steep, The Crew, The Division, Trackmania, Turbo, Transference, Charles Fusion, Hell's Rising. They're not classics. Because <laughs> there's Rayman. There's the Trials games. Rayman did not get a look in. Why in is this. Rayman not on there? I don't know. Rabbids series? Why Trials? is Rayman not on the PlayStation 1 one, yeah. man? Yeah. And it, well, I guess he was even on the PlayStation Mini, and he's not even on the, the new one. so true. Um, Trials, we've got um, Trials Fusion, Trials of the Blood oh, Dragon. Trials is coming. And Trials oh, Rising. Yeah, there yeah. are some, but not Trials Mania, although that one was that was actually good. What's the one that was really good? You oh, know, Trials Rising. No, I know that's what they're doing the one with the loot boxes. Oh, uh, We're getting that Evolution. Charles Evolution. Charles Evolution. Yeah, that yeah. was my favorite. Yeah, that was when it was good. But um, yeah, so you've got all the Ubisoft stuff trying to bolster them. You know, their sort of uh, value proposition. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting. I think the amount of different archives of content that we're getting every month, and you put it alongside the movie stuff. Um, that's a whole other thing I was going to talk about to sort of um, round this stuff out or potentially round it out is the buying habits of the mainstream because I have Netflix and Amazon Prime. I've just gotten rid of Disney Plus um, and that's about it. I've just bought uh, Apple TV. But I like talking with some friends about it. They rotate their monthly subscriptions quite a lot. They'll only buy like one month or three months and then see how it goes and then trade it out. Whereas I was committing to years of this stuff yeah. over and over again. How are you guys on managing your monthly stuff? Yeah, I've got my Spotify and my Disney Plus. That's mm. the only two I really need. And then, yeah. you know, you steal off other people. <laughs> He's a password sharer, yeah, that I kid. I don't pay for all that. Um, <laughs> I've just cancelled my Game Pass just to see what this will be like for the month, even though it's, mm. what, 21st of next month, is it? Sure. I'm fairly certain, yeah. So I just want to try it for a month and then probably go back to Game Pass. That's what I think is interesting. I think people, um, obviously, if you have multiple consoles or you have something that accesses Game Pass as well as the PlayStation stuff, the idea of going between them um, only puts more impetus on what is your monthly offering that month. Yeah. Um, and maybe it benefits you as a mainstream consumer. It doesn't necessarily, because um, the annuals are cheaper. If you buy a year of something, it's going to be cheaper. But it might benefit you to just wait and see what's on the cards but each month. Realistically, most people don't have both, though, do they? No, no. So... PlayStation players will finally just have a service that they'll go into. Yeah. yeah. But I think in terms of the competition, like if you are someone who ends up buying both and because Microsoft are putting Game Pass on PC and making it more available through streaming and everything, then I, I think that direct competition is interesting. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think that kind of comes back to what you were talking about, which one has the most valuable IP and mm. whether they'll make more acquisitions. Like I will probably always, or at least mostly keep Game Pass because I know I, I like the studios they have. You know, I want to play stuff by Bethesda. I want to play stuff mm. by Arcane, you know, The Evil Within 2 or what have you. So for me, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible though. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a terrible like, the consumer whole subscription, when it comes to like subscriptions. <laughs> you know those like, you know, you know those. Discovery Plus, have you got that? I, I, I don't. So nah, there was something you reeled that. off, and I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <sighs> MGM, man. I've MGM? got an MGM yeah. subscription. I'm, just, I'm one of those people. I'm like perfect for these companies because I will get the free trial and then just never cancel it. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. it's 18 months later, and I'm like, I should probably cancel Mubi now, but you really should. it's yeah. still there. So I, I do think I'm an anomaly in that regards. Mm. But you know, when it comes to like the gaming ones, they're so different, and they're um. different enough that I think... Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I'm privileged enough to be able to get both, but I probably would just get both and keep them going. Well, I think, I mean, like PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever we want to call the top tier thing and Game Pass are the Netflix and Prime of the streaming, gaming streaming world. If we go with Netflix and Prime being the top two giants. What is funny, though, is my friend just got PS Now for the first time. Right. And I've seen him only play FIFA and MLB The Show. Not play <laughs> right. any game on that service because well, most people on my friend, uh, friend list just play FIFA or Fortnite. 
Well, that's a whole other thing as well, is the idea of monetizing one game, like Rockstar with GTA yeah. Plus. It's like, we're going to make GTA Online free, and you can just get it through GTA Plus, yeah. and that's your, like, that's your, do we get to a point where it's per game monthly subscriptions? Yeah. Like, well, realistically, the people who get this are only going to just play the one game, and that'll be Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all they'll play. They're not all ill, James Styles, <laughs> playing like, Fortnite. I've been paying for Game Pass since, probably its inception, until I cancelled it recently. I was like... The past six months, all I've played is Fortnite. <laughs> Why am I playing games? Why am I paying for games? I mean, that's not true. I'm right. not that sad. But, like, that's all I've paid for. Like, the past six months, I've just wasted, what, like, 60 Well, so that, that's pass? the thing I said at the beginning, because I, like, there's a reason Xbox don't talk about completion data for yeah. games on Game Pass. They talk about the fact that um, average people who play Game Pass will play 40% more games and experience mm-hmm. 30% more genres, but they won't finish anything. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing to nail down. Like, if you're going to give me a selection of games, I'd like to actually see them through. Mm-hmm. And if you can get that balance right... Um, on the Sony side or whatever, then like maybe we all experience more games and yeah. we talk about them more on social media and it pushes you towards that service and those conversations are all way healthier than just... Because on Game Pass, I see like 10 things come in and they're great. I try and download them all, but then I've got to recycle the next month anyway. I'm not going to get through 10 games in a month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not just on Xbox anyway. So I think there is more improvement to be had there. It's difficult because I don't know how you could like remedy that because everyone's tastes are going to be so mm. different. Like you might be looking forward to, you know, Tekken 3 or something. Or I'd Resident love it. Too, but then someone might get to one month and just be like, oh, I'm never going to play that. Like, True. And just because yeah. it's there. But that's the risk of curation. Mean. But I would rather they took that risk of curation. <sighs> the mm. only the only reason I would say that might not work, and again, mm. this is very much a personal thing just based on my own habits, is that that's kind of what they have now with this regular PlayStation Plus. You know, you get mm. like three or four games a month. And I haven't played one of those in like three years, man. Like I, FIFA twenty twenty FIFA twenty two was the first one I downloaded and played <laughs> yeah. for the first time in about three years, you uh-huh. know. And that's a curated. Um, let's put the spotlight on this. And I, maybe people play everything that comes in that service. But, but for me, if it's not something I'm interested in, mm. I'll just be like, oh, I'll wait till next month, you know. Yeah. I do that thing where I add them to the library anyway, and then maybe yeah. over time yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. back to it. But I think uh, it's weird because I feel like the PlayStation Plus offerings have kind of dropped off a cliff since Game Pass took way off, and they knew they couldn't. Which I feel is why they're kind of hanging back so they can do it better with this. Um, but yeah, overall, it's an interesting position to be in. I had a whole other half of this podcast planned in regards to games that are coming out um, for the rest of this year, but we can maybe do that next week um, because it's such a threadbare uh, 2022 now that Starfield and uh, Redfall are gone. Or is it? Because there's more stuff um, to talk about. Well, we can do that stuff next week. Um, I do think we're on an interesting precipice in regards to monthly service stuff and Sony getting out there and detailing things. Hopefully there's more to come. Hopefully they um, maybe put so. some footage out of before and after comparing emulations with the original versions or whatever. For now, though, this is been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by James Towers. Thank you. And Josh Brown. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Oh, bye bye. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.